0: Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shona, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope, all is doing, I hope you're doing well and that all is good in your life and in your world. Um, yeah, so if this is your first time of joining on this podcast, welcome on board. Um, this is my daily slash bi-weekly um, podcast where we just talk about faith, life and love in the context of scripture. I discuss what I'm going through, you know this is just a place where i sort of like have a conversation or sh- have a conversation with the lord about the word and just try to understand um what i'm going through through the uh, using the lens of scripture um i believe that the bible is the word of god and that it has the power um to show us god's mind or his perspective or his way of viewing things and his way of doing things I believe that it is God's gift to man and that in the pages of the Bible are words of wisdom, words of revelation, words of knowledge and that the Bible can be used and that the Bible really does contain the, 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 the it contain the word of God and that there's a lot of wisdom, strength and that the power of God as demonstrated by his word is captured and reflected in the Bible. That, that's really what I believe. And I believe that not just because I was raised in Christianity, but because I have seen the power of the Word of God and how it, it can really help to make things better. You know, it, 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 it brings comfort, it brings understanding, it brings hope, and, and it saves. You know, there is no better way I can put it and this is my experience. And what I have seen in my life and in the life of others, um, I think what I appreciate most about the word of God is the ability that it has, as in the word of God in the scripture. And there are certain verses that do this, you know, some, some verses you can actually see and feel that they carry the power of God in them. And what I appreciate most about the Bible is the ability of His words to really touch into your soul and hit you in that place where didn't even know that you had pain or you didn't know that that's where the pain is coming from the ability of the word of god to comfort to heal from within you know it's there's nothing else in the world that i have experienced that is able to do that in the way that the word of god is able to do that so i appreciate that i also like the timelessness of the word of god the fact that it never ages it doesn't grow old you still continue to find the things that the word of God talks about, I think they're still relevant today. I I still see them happening, you know, today, you know, it doesn't matter that it was written two thousand years ago or four thousand years ago, it still helps me make sense of a lot of really odd things that I, I I I see and I experience on earth. And if not that this word of God wasn't available I mean if the word of God was not available and accessible as it is i would really have had much more questions than i do already about why the world is the way it is why there is evil what motivates evil what drives evil why some people are good why bad things happen to people who are good you know that sort of thing those sort of questions i would never have had a plausible answer for them but i think the bible as far as i'm concerned provides the best explanation of how we got into this sort of falling world that we're in and how we can escape from it and how you know this universe came to be um introducing us into the being and that was in existence before all of this and um you know so just sort of like giving us the backstory of how we all got here so i like that about the bible um yeah and i am very fascinated with with the whole thing I, i try to get into bible theology as much as i can but anyways this is not a podcast where i talk about bible theology i just really just look at the bible and try to, you know, just sort of like allow the holy spirit to speak to me we have a conversation it's called musings with jesus because that's what it is it's really musings of my heart what i'm going through and then trying to find scriptures that speak to that moment and most of the time that all of the time the lord brings up those words to me i do not prepare for this podcast but you know before time i don't have a script neither do i have notes but a few minutes before I start recording, I think the God, the Lord just gathers. We decide what we're going to talk about. Sometimes I don't even know. A few times I don't know before I record. But anyways, somehow God begins to speak, and um, yeah, so here we are. So today we're going to be talking about wisdom, and the title that I have given or that is coming to me is wisdom is profitable. Now the reason why I want to talk about this is because, and I'm almost feeling like I should go for a break. Okay, so. Maybe I should go for a break. Just things that we need. Music, Italy. Just, just stay, um, stay tuned. Let's talk about wisdom being profitable unto all things. Thank you for being here. So, wisdom is profitable. So, the reason why I think I feel like I I should talk about this again. I have mentioned in my recent musings that I've been having what I call one verse moments when God just drops one verse of scripture into my heart and then it just sort of like marinates my spirit and my soul and it makes so much sense to me for some of the collection of thoughts and experiences and feelings that I've been having over the past few days. It's just a verse for the day, for the moment, for the season and it really helps. I've had many of those, I've had um, faith without works is dead. I've had, um, um, I think there's another one which I talked about some days ago. But today, it's wisdom is profitable. And so the backstory of why this is coming to me now, or why this is meaningful to me now, is that I find that many times we're looking for answers to long-standing problems. And we're imagining that when we pray or when we talk to God about it, God is going to just change that situation make it better and I'm not we don't realize that wisdom is the principal thing what is standing between me my point A and my point B whatever that point B may be whatever area of my life is wisdom whether it's a health challenge whether it's a ministerial challenge whether it's a spiritual challenge whether it's a problem of the soul intense depression pain sorrow whatever it may be whether it's a physical material problem whatever it may be a challenge a relationship challenge what is standing between where i am where i would like to be or where god wants me to be is wisdom it's not a human being it's not the devil it's wisdom The Bible says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. Yes, it is true. Because most of the time we don't know what to do. But now I realize that Solomon was so wise. Because, and you know, again, this is my frustration with the sort of teaching that we get. Because you will ask, you will see people a thousand and ten times raising prayer points for you to pray for things. Pray for this. Pray for open doors. Pray for favor. Nobody ever asks us to pray for wisdom. And when Solomon had the opportunity to come before the Lord and ask for things before going into the awesome responsibility of taking over the children of Israel, what did Solomon ask for? He asked for wisdom. And the Lord said, wow, God himself was impressed. He said that you asked for wisdom. You didn't ask me for Chariots. He didn't ask me for horses. He didn't ask me for gold. He said, not only will I give you that wisdom that no man has ever seen or tasted, but you will also have all those other things that men of the earth have been seeking for. Till date, there has never been any king like Solomon. Because wisdom is the principal thing. It's the, I, I mean, I find the difference between he that is successful and he that is not successful is wisdom. It's not necessarily any other thing knowledge or strength or even favor. Because you could have all of the knowledge, you could have all of the favor if you do not know what to do, what to do with the knowledge, how to use the favor or to walk in the grace. Then you know it's of no use so I'm finding again and I've said this severally that I'm on a journey of learning relearning and unlearning the unlearning I have to do I think is more than half of my discipleship journey that I embarked on because I have learned and built belief systems around a lot of false um, how would I say mistaken beliefs weak things that were not based on sound spiritual doctrine and praying for things is part of that because there's you know in in most places god did not ask us to pray for things he said we should seek you first the kingdom of god and all these other things shall be added unto us god you know, but what we were told to 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 seek and which you know in the book of james James said if any man lack wisdom if, um, James, the book of James chapter 1 verse 5, it says if any of you lacks wisdom you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given unto him but he must ask in faith without doubting because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind, that man should not expect to receive anything from the Lord we are asked to, told to ask for wisdom and and solomon it, it tries to explain this i mean in the book of proverbs you see him talk a lot about wisdom and you could see that wisdom really he even describes wisdom as a woman you know he speaks so effusively of of, of wisdom almost like a personality so you can see that wisdom was really a strong part of his life of course we saw that throughout i mean the, the, a lot of the scriptures describe that very strongly and i think it's a book of Samuel. so um he says in proverbs 4 verse 7 wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and with all thy getting get get understanding it's the principal thing and I don't want to read all the scriptures, there's so many that talk about wisdom I just want to and I'm speaking to myself here because like I said I'm still on this journey of unlearning and I found like I said through my health challenge, the journey that I went through in the past few weeks um, when I tested positive for COVID, it was the wisdom of God that took me through and I don't want to speak too much because a lot of people have experienced this. So I don't want to say things that may, may you know, may not edify. And people who may have gone through this or lost people through this virus, I'm very careful not to speak too much in detail of my personal experience because it could trigger negative things for some people, depending on you know the experiences you may have had. But I leaned, I had to lean upon the wisdom of God to get me through it, personally, personally, yes, the physical, um, the treatment was helping with the physical symptoms, but for the spirit man that was inside the body, for the battle that was going on in my mind, which no medication can help me with, I needed the wisdom of God, I needed it. I was in that typical James 1 scenario where you say you are going through a trial because that entire James 1 off by saying count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations knowing that the trial of your faith um, worketh patience but let patience have its perfect work that it may be perfect and entire lacking nothing. Then he now goes on to say if any of you lack wisdom during the trial. So the context of that James 1 is when he's saying when you're going through stuff, if you do, yeah, it's a crossroads, you don't know what to do you feel overwhelmed he says ask for wisdom don't ask that god should repair that situation i I mean are you understanding me isn't it funny that he didn't say ask for god to do something about what you're going through he says ask for wisdom in the trial that's what i need and again i you know i keep Again, my frustration with the kind of teachings that we hear. No one tells you this. They rather tell you... It's almost like you're going... Because really, a problem that you and I don't even know... I mean, a problem that I don't even know how I got into it. I don't know how I'm going to get out of it. How do I then think, if I'm coming to God, I should be telling him this is what I want him to do? What I need is wisdom. And honestly, maybe it's stage of life, phase of life, whatever... I am sick and tired of being in a situation whereby I'm just sick and tired of this, I don't know, lukewarm, inadequate Christianity. I'm just sick of it because it's almost like Christianity that is built on false beliefs, making you feel like, okay, if I solve this financial challenge, now that is it if i get this admission from my child into this school that means this child do not have any problem again it's not true it's not true the child may get into that fantastic school do well in that school come out be unhappy or live a life of or even face the worst influences you could ever have imagined socially spiritually so what i really need is for god to help me which child should i which school should i put this child in this child is your child I want your purpose for this child's life to be fulfilled. Where do you want this child to go? And even if this child gets this admission, is it right for this child to go at this time? And, and I know it sounds really funny that I'm speaking like this because I know it, particularly for a lot of my Nigerian brothers and sisters, we, are, we, we just want the best of what this world has to offer. But it doesn't end here. And even here, the story doesn't end with that action every step of that we take is, is 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 leading into a path that will have intended consequences as well as unintended consequences and sometimes the unintended consequences are more devastating negatively dis- devastating, di- devastating than the intended consequences my my prayer and my purpose for speaking like this now and coming to this place of realization is that When we follow the paths of God, God's unintended consequences are much exponentially better, which is why God says he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. But it's only when we walk in his wisdom, when we do it God's way. So then the unintended consequences then becomes exceedingly abundantly above all. But when I go my own way, and perchance I fall into the paths of him that is against God's purpose in my life whereas you know on the surface that thing that path i followed was very good and it looked very nice the unintended consequences of that path will be exceedingly abundantly below what i asked and what i thought i was getting thank you holy spirit for explaining that so wisdom and i don't just mean natural wisdom the wisdom of god is profitable unto all things Now, natural wisdom may be profitable unto some things on earth, but again, there there may be unintended consequences, there may, and they may be unintended positive, they may be unintended negative, but when the wisdom of God is, it brings forth blessings that do not add any sorrow to it. You know, and again, this is what I say about scripture, because what you take from scripture a life long eternal blessing when the scripture says the blessing of god makes rich it does not add sorrow you would wonder why would somebody say that yes because there are some blessings that come with sorrow unintended consequences it wasn't the intention and when it says blessings it's not saying blessings it's saying there are some good things there's some things that look good that come but then they end up so it's almost like a pyrrhic victory because it was supposed to be a good thing but eventually it brought a very negative consequence it brought sorrow with it with the point that one almost begins to regret ever getting into that situation that was initially supposed to be a blessing and those of us from african background understand this because when you go to Followers of the devil for, for favors, they do give you those favors, but there's always something you they, they will take from you at the end of it. The devil that is his way, and most of the time what he takes is is worse, is is in fact is worse than what he gives. I mean, it's like you would almost want to wish you could turn back the clock. So, wisdom is the principal thing, and wisdom is because it is profitable unto all things having a promise not only in this life but in the life to come and i'm beginning to find out that taking a long-term view to life is very important and there you know there's so many examples personal examples i can give for this but i don't i try not to focus too much on my personal example because i i see that there's a risk for people to then you know distract from the word of god and then focus on that example and make it into some sort of principle which it may not be you know most of the time it isn't and I think again that's the fallacy of a lot of the deliverance ministries that have come up also in my part of the world because people then say because when I ministered I, I delivered this person this was what happened then that then becomes the template for everybody and whenever everybody comes you then minister to them in that way not realizing that people, situations context environmental influences spiritual manifestations and the underlying Spiritual condition that allows certain things to pervade, you know, to come to, to, to be persistent and be pervasive in one person's life is not transferable, it's unique to that individual, and you cannot build a spiritual template based on it. Spiritual things just do not work that way, and which is why we need the Holy Spirit to really tell us what is going on with that individual before you can deliver the person sustainably. So many people, you know, so for that reason, I try, I, I really avoid, if you notice, many times, I sometimes I come across as being hedgy, not that I'm being h-edgy, but I know that people can get caught up in the stories and I don't want to take attention away from the word of God because the principles are only found in the word of God, not in my own personal experience. I think it's important that I make that disclaimer. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing that forth. So I have found in my life. That wisdom is the principal thing in every and I mean no matter how bad the situation is, and I mean bad, as in the worst possible thing could have happened. Wisdom is the principal thing at that moment. Because it is profitable. Because even if you have lost everything that was precious to you, everything human that is precious to you. In fact, in that kind of situation, you would really one would really need the wisdom of God. Where do I go from here? What do I do? The wisdom of man is useless to you at that point. It is the God who is able to see beyond my lifetime. That is able to see beyond my now. The limitations of my understanding. And of my pain. And of my sorrow. That can help me find my way out of that pit of darkness that I may have found myself wisdom is the principal thing because it is profitable unto all things and again like I said these are not enticing words of man these are things that I have experienced in the really dark moments of my of my time Whether it was a stillbirth, baby, miscarriages, inexplicable loss, grief that on your own you can't get you out of. The word of God coming to me, personal word of God. And this wisdom of God that we're talking about, sometimes God may use a verse of scripture sometimes may be a word to you by his spirit every word to you anyway will be backed up by scripture there will always be some scripture that you know gives it life but once that wisdom comes through there's it brings comfort with it you know what to do and you are able to And I think the Holy Spirit just wanted me to mention that and, I, and because I had yeah he's, he's just making me realize all the times in my life the really dark moments when when you don't even know what to do, you, you, you can't help yourself and no one can help you. the wisdom of God is the principal thing it's profitable to all things and all things and you know again i marvel at how we as christians have been reduced to you know primitive leanings where all we're concerned about is what we're going to eat what we're going to drink where we're going to live and honestly don't get me wrong my country nigeria is a very hard place so really survival hmm day-to-day survival is a challenge for a lot of people so it's easy to get overwhelmed with all of those things it's easy but then that was what Jesus was saying he says if you as Christians you are you are also worried about these sort of things so that's exactly what the children of the world too are worried about he says so that means you will just go the way of the world and continue seeking after those things and that's what the devil has done he's created a world system where there's economic hardship it's difficult to get ahead there's poverty there's inequality some people have wealth most people do not have that wealth i mean if you've watched this um um, series made in netflix if you haven't watched it please watch it because i think for everybody who struggles i think it's important to watch it so that you can see that there are people these are sort of the stories that would never be told in hollywood you know they they, show us all these fame and fortune stories but feature um, series like Netflix will show it. It's M-A-I-D. It's about a maid. And it's a true story, by the way. But it shows you the struggles that people go through. Honest, ordinary people just to get ahead. So these are challenges all over the world. Even in prosperous America, there are people who are really living below the poverty line. They are unseen, unknown, untold, but they exist. So, yes, everyone on the planet is struggling, even rich people trying to protect their wealth, trying to make sure they transfer it to their next generations, that, you know, their children don't have to struggle for wealth, you know. Everyone is doing that. And the devil is having fun, keeping all the wealth. (laughs) And then deciding who gets what and trading in the souls of men like the Bible described in the book of Revelation. Jesus warned us against falling into that trap. So he says the way you can avoid falling into that trap because the devil is looking for your soul. So it is he's taking your life, your soul. And I know just not just your soul for eternity, but he's well that's actually the the entire part. But he's taking your soul, your emotions, your soul is what he's after. But he will he will trade the, the currency that he trades in, he will give you material wealth. Or withhold this from you until your soul he has your soul either in terms of the love of money or you know actual sin or you know deceitfulness of riches or cares of this like whatever he can use to get that soul in his hand he will do it but how he he gains access to your soul is through wealth it's through that craving for for survival so Jesus was warning us and I think I'll read that scripture where he was saying we shouldn't fall into that trap because if we do then Christianity our relationship with Christ is of no um, regard but he says the way I as a Christian can protect myself from falling into that trap is making the word of God seeking first the kingdom of God and its righteousness following after that righteousness and then God will add all other things to me as simple as it sounds, it's actually quite difficult even more so because i think a lot of the teaching today is trying to make us marry together what god has said we should keep separate god says we should seek the kingdom and the the things of the kingdom and the righteousness of it first and that he god will add the rest he didn't say we should be praying for houses and cars and lands as we are doing he didn't say we should do that he didn't he says your father in heaven knows in fact let's just read that scripture and this is where the wisdom of God comes in. Again, what I'm saying. But what we can ask for is wisdom. And I'm beginning, it's almost like God is telling us, I don't know if this is correct, I probably will have to read more scriptures in the New Testament to get it and understand a bit more of what Jesus was saying. But it's almost like Jesus, when I'm hungry, God wants me to ask for wisdom not rather than asking for food. Lord, how am I going to get my next meal? Show me what I need to do to pay the children's school fees because I need it rather not give me two thousand naira. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let money come to me. It's the wisdom of what to do that God really wants us to be invested. Rather than that thing, because if we are just going to be chasing, we're just going to be entirely be like the world. And that's what has happened. In Nigeria we're not differentiated at all. In fact yesterday a whole story broke up on social media about this scam artist who duped a lot of people had it was a sponsor scheme, husband and wife team and they've duped a lot of people of billions of naira guess what reports say that they were christians born again christians probably tongue-talking so completely lost in their value system because of where we are at right now so you know like i said i'm 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 done with this fallacious practice of christianity i'm done with it i'm really done with it i'm going back to the bible and I'm going to read the Bible literally the way it is, and try to follow it as it is. Thank God, the New Testament is very clear. When you read the New Testament, honestly, the Gospels, particularly, you what they are saying is very clear. Is in the prophets that you can have a bit of confusion, maybe Isaiah, Ezekiel, you know, Revelation. You can be confused, but in if you look, if at the entire, and I, I I really appreciate God for making it that way because the New Testament is clear. When you read it, you can't read it the way you would read any, any narrative story. Jesus says, anybody that cannot deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. It's not worthy of me. If you seek to save your life, you will lose it. If you lose your life for my sake, you will save it. He's clear. Follow after me you, and I will make you fishers of men. He now shows you how the disciples followed him. They left all that they were doing. They were following after him and the things of the kingdom and even in in, uh, he says to the rest of us go into all the world preach the gospel teach them so what it means wherever you and I go in our day to day work we carry Jesus we carry the word of God the spirit the counsel of God the wisdom of God with us but we can only carry what we have he also says let not you know don't focus on things that are on the earth but focus on things above. there is guidance in the scriptures from um, Matthew to Jude let's leave revelations out of me because that one gets a bit um, confusing but it's it, those ones are clear it's clear our relation it says you cannot serve two mon, mon, um, masters you cannot serve god and mammon it says the love of money is the root of all evil it says the things that choke the world cares of this world deceitfulness of riches lots of other things entering in it says hardly f- is it those of them who people who trust the riches will not enter into the kingdom of god these scriptures are all over the place It's very, you know, it says in the last days men will be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. It tells us, shows us clearly what God loves, what He doesn't like. So the wisdom of God for the believer is written and it's explicit. Now, the wisdom of God that we need in those situations where is contextual to us so for instance i'm faced with a unique challenge i know what the word of god says i'm victorious or whatever but i need wisdom on how to handle the relationships the situation the complexities of my day-to-day life that is what god says we should ask for wisdom for and then he will then show us what we need to do where we need to go who we need to speak with who we should refrain speaking with And honestly, I believe that there is no prayer for wisdom that goes unanswered. I think most of the time we have unanswered prayers because we are praying for things, rather than for praying for wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing, and it is profitable unto all things. I will just read that scripture about seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That that in itself is the is the crux of wisdom. So Jesus was was making us understand that the wisdom of God is different from natural wisdom, that is from above and that wisdom of god says that we should deny on god, uh, we should deny, deny our fleshly love lust and live soberly and righteously righteously in this modern world that wisdom of god tells us that we should not take our use all of our emotional energy and our physical life chasing after the things that the children of the world do because if we do so we will fall into the same trap that satan has already put for the children of god i mean for the children of the world and the Um, promise of Christ and everything that Christ has won for us will be of no effect. But that the way we can really escape the bondage that is in the world is by separating ourselves from that lust for things. But Jesus acknowledges that we need some of those things. But that as we seek the kingdom of God, as we seek to understand him we, we seek to make him first and foremost in our life and grow in the knowledge of him god will add those things to us as he added it to solomon and that when i am in those situations where i am in need i should ask for wisdom to of god to fulfill the need not ask for those things god i need a car god show me i need to move around lord help me what, give me the wisdom to be able to address what do I need to do to solve my transportation problem? Then if God knows that I need a car, He will give me. The, he will get me the car. But the materialism that we have gotten to now—now now raising prayer points to become millionaires, raising prayer points to become billionaires—hundred percent mammon worship. Anyway, let's just read this last scripture and I'll edit it there. In fact, if you read matthew 6 everything that i we have been musing about today is captured in matthew 6 it's amazing because i didn't realize i was actually just speaking about jesus's heart in matthew 6 because he starts up talking about treasures of heaven then goes on talking to to talk, to talk about not serving two masters either you which is mammon or god god and money um, and, and then he then goes to talk about seeking the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Everything I just talked about now. And that, that 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 shows that it's the Holy Spirit that was speaking because I didn't even realise that there was one chapter that encapsulated everything. So everything we've just shared is in Matthew six. Isn't that amazing? And that was not even part of my my text or what I, I have not read it before now. I mean, as in, to prepare for this session. I know we're all out of time. I don't know if we can read everything. But I just—I think it's important to just read it, if you can stay with me on this one, just to wrap it up. And I will end it there. So, reading from verse 19, Jesus is speaking now. And he says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust will destroy, and where thieves will break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and rust cannot destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also so you what see what he's saying there that as long as you are focused on making money on earth that is where your heart will eventually be and you will be distracted from the things of heaven and that is where the devil wants you and I to be that's the subtle thing that he wants he wants us to bow down and worship him to serve money because in serving money we are serving him in following after money we are following after the devil it's just the way it is and Jesus goes further to explain this he says again in verse 22 the eye is the lamp of the body if your eyes are good then your whole body will be full of light and i believe he's talking here the eyes to the soul in other words the heart but if your hearts your eyes are bad then your whole body will be full of darkness if then the light within you has become darkness how great will that darkness be remember he's talking here i I think he's talking here to 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 disciples or people who are seeking the kingdom in fact he must be speaking to disciples let me see well it was part of his preachings but he's speaking to people about the you know, he's trying to, to, to describe the path of the disciple and the path of his followers to, um, to people. So he's showing the difference between what is and what should be if you are a child of God. So let's read it in that context. Let's um, follow up with this in that context. So he then says in verse 24, No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate one of them or love the other you'll be devoted to one and despise the other you cannot serve both God and money so he brings it together here and I think this is what we are and oh Lord if should I say I like the Bible because if Jesus hadn't written it here this is what makes me know that what we have been doing as Christians is wrong because we are trying to serve both God and money and Jesus is saying it's not possible he said it is either you will love one or you will hate the other hate he says, or oh, you'll be devoted to one or despise the other. If you love money, you cannot serve God. If you are serving money, you cannot serve God. You, We have deceived ourselves into thinking. He says, you cannot serve both God and money. They are diametrically opposed. The drivers of both are different. And let's be clear that money is a human and a natural creation. Money has no place in the kingdom of heaven. Let's be clear. fact money is a consequence of the fall it's the fall of man that brought the the need for us to have and need money because in the garden of Eden before the the, the sin of the garden of Eden there was no need for money because God was their provision and he had provided all that every man needed every man's need was met there was no need to buy there was no need to sell there was no need to acquire Because every man's needs was met 24-7, day and night. You just took what you needed. You didn't need to transact. You didn't need to hoard. You didn't need to speculate. So the entire monetary financial system and economic world and socioeconomic communities that we are born into is 100% from the fall of Adam. But yes, we have to live in it. We have to live by it but we cannot allow it to rule over us in terms of our spiritual values. And it is only God that will show us how we can do this even while living in the world. Not disobeying any laws but also not living a life that is given to the pursuit of material wealth that is a consequence of the fall of man. So, Verse 25 then says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is your life not more than food, and the body much more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, they don't reap, they don't gather into bands. In other words, they don't do any work other than build their nests, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? Consider how the lilies of the field grow, they do not labour or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his glory was adorned like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you or provide your needs, O ye of little faith? Therefore, do not worry saying, what will I eat, what will I drink, what will I wear, Where, where will the children go to school, how will they feed, how will my family grow? For the Gentiles also strive after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you lead them. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. I will leave it there. Because I think the word of God in this case is complete. So thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Remember wisdom is the principal thing. It is profitable unto all things. So seek wisdom. In all you're getting, get understanding. Seek wisdom. Thank you for listening.